Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila. And today we're here to talk about beautiful mug, by the way. Yeah, I'm holding, <laughs> I'm holding a, a CAS podcast <laughs> mug. No, they are not available for sale. Um, so uh, today we're going to talk about um, what do you need to start a white toner printer business? Right. Okay. And yeah, go ahead. I, I know I know that we did an article on it. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to do a podcast on this is because I'm one of the people that responds to Facebook comments and Instagram questions. And um, especially for some reason around the digital heat effect system and white toner printers, there's a lot of, a lot of questions and there's often misunderstandings about, about what people actually need to get started. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll see an ad for the printer and think that the printer comes, the, the box comes filled with success. And all they have to do is open it. And that's what happens. So I'm excited for if you're interested in getting into the custom t-shirt business, uh, which you are, if you're listening to this, or, uh, you know, or any business really to kind of, kind of map out this, what you need to start a white toner printer business and um, more than just the hardware, more than just the software. Yeah. And, and this, so, you know, as you mentioned this episode, if you're going to, if you're looking to start a business, this episode, especially in white toner, right. Um, white toner printing. And we'll talk about what that is in a moment. Um, we, we didn't write that down, but we should define it for a moment. We should. Yeah. But um, uh, if you're looking to start a t-shirt business specifically with white toner, this is for you. If you've recently invested in equipment or you've recently started, this is some good stuff that you should listen to and understand and just, you know, wrap your brain around further. Um, and then overall, though, it this this spills into just the t-shirt business in general. A lot of this yeah. stuff you can generalize, or if you're looking at a different way to start doing t-shirts like sublimation or something, you could apply a lot of the same rules, the same logic to your sublimation. And if anything, it just gives you questions to ask when you're making a decision on who you're going to work with, what equipment you're going to use, et cetera. Honestly, we're going to, we're going to do this exact, we're going to, everything we say from here, we're just going to copy it. And then we're going to record a different intro and just say (laughs) sublimation business, DTG business. Just because everything is so, so much the same. There's yeah, so there's, many there's, a lot of, there's a lot of similarities. We're not going to do great that. things. No, and there's a lot of great things you could do. So um, so let's just go ahead and start. Let's start with a definition of white toner. Yes. Right what, it, what is Mark Vila? What the is? world's leading expert <laughs> world leading. on white toner printing? All right. Oh, thanks for um, saying what that. Is the, uh, what is the, what is it? So, um, the, what we would define as white toner printing, right, is, uh, is obviously, uh, if you've heard of a toner printer before, right, a toner printer, it prints with uh, powder. It's like crushed up plastic almost. Laser printer. 
yeah laser printer is 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 how you say it. led none of them are really lasers anymore unless it's yeah the big big giant commercial machine it's probably an led printer but we everyone just says laser printer still it's it's what it's Doesn't called matter. um if you've had a copy machine that you've worked in an office where you ever had to like take a cartridge out and shake it when it got low you know that type of thing that that's a toner printer and white toner printing is reasonably recent technology, but a mm-hmm. pretty seasoned technology as well. As well. Three or and four years old. Three or four. Yeah, I mean, three or four years in our space and, and the mm-hmm. technology is probably eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, the, it's, it's using white color toner to print on things. And when you can print white, it allows you to print on everything. Right. So um, if you if if you have something with a dark background, right, you, um, like a black T-shirt and you put red ink on a black shirt, you can't see it. You spill spaghetti sauce on a black T-shirt. You don't you don't see it really. Right. right. White T-shirt, it's pops off, you know, so it's the same concept. White helps you create more colors, helps you print on more things. And that's uh, really why white toner printing uh, blew up. Right. Um, and that's because the that's because it prints it prints white first and then it prints the other colors on top of it mm-hmm. right so when you heat press it to a shirt the the colored toner is actually the colored image is actually on top of the white it's not on top of the shirt mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's a great way that's a great way to put in and white printing in general is has been in dtg printing for a decade printing white um, and you, you've probably picked up some label or product that you've had that has white ink on it and, and it very well, maybe white toner on there. So, so there's just a quick definition for anybody who's not, um, who's not new to, who's doesn't understand this is not in the business or is not even shopping for this yet, but you've kind of stumbled across starting a t-shirt business and, and this might be the way to go. So, uh, the first thing, the first step in, uh, starting a white toner printing business is just having some sort of a basic plan. Yeah, because because you're you're I love that. And uh, first of all, the when we say white toner, right, white toner printers, and we're talking about Coldesi products, that's the Digital Heat FX brand. Mm-hmm. So all of our white toner printers are branded Digital Heat FX. But the um, but what I what I like about the basic plan is it reminds people that when you buy one of these. You're starting a business. You're not running a printer, mm-hmm. right? That's not going to make you make you money. You have to sell things. So just owning a printer and know how to use it is not going to make you any money. Running a business that's based on white toner printer will definitely make you money. Yeah, that's I my soapbox. That. It's simple, right? Yeah. So, so if you if you're going to start this, one of the challenges that people run into is um, we had somebody left a review, you know, that said something like this recently. I've got this printer. It's costing money. I don't know. I'm not, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. Right. Right. And, and it's like, okay. I mean, I understand the frustration and we want to help you with that, you know, um, as company and, and, and uh, as all the people that work at cold SC want to do, we want to help you with that. But some of that frustration is alleviated by having a basic plan. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it doesn't have to be a big, long business plan, multi-pages that's been vetted by numerous people. We just need, you need something simple to start with so you have a direction to go. And then you'll, the details will change along the way, right? So, um, you know, a few simple questions you can start with as far as a basic plan to help you get going. If you are brand new, you should have answers to all these questions. If you just got started, you should have answers to all these questions. Yeah. <laughs> if you've been in business for a while, I hope you have answers for all these you questions. You better have answers yeah. to all these questions. Yeah, you better have answers. If not, you know, um, you, you, you're probably going to hit a wall at some point in time where you're not going you know, getting to your, hitting all your goals. So um, who do you plan to sell to? <clears throat> right? right. So Mark, you're the master at this, you know, um, tell us a bit about who do you plan to sell to? How do you answer that question? So, so my, my, my favorite thing that you put in the notes here is, um, is, is picking your nice markets. <laughs> nice. I know, I know you meant to say niche markets, but it's it says nice markets. Now. And I like that too. I very nice much like that. Good. So, you know, who do you plan to sell to? Um, you know, if you are, you know, if you're uh, want to start an at-home business and you have a family with 5,000 people in it and you just want to sell to your family, that's your niche markets. Market is people named Stevenson. If you are, um, if you are into a particular hobby or you have connections with the local school systems, then those could be your niche markets. It's basically, you know, what kinds of people, what kinds of businesses are you going to sell to? Mm -hmm. And are you going to sell that, that stuff locally? Or are you going to sell it like na nationally through a website? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that there is something to even be said of, of, of a locale being a niche market as well, to a degree, depending yeah. on depend, it depends where you live. If you're saying I'm going to sell to people in New York city, Okay. Well, I mean, that's luck. almost not like that's not a local market. Yeah. Right. Even though Flatbush, it's a couple, it's a couple miles, but you've got to get deeper. Now, um, now if you're, if you're in a, in a smaller size town and there's really not a print shop that, you know, that can do on demand printing in your area, well, then you're filling a need for a local market and your niche might just be, I'm the only person offering this to, to this group of people that live in this. Yeah. Tam Tampa, Tampa would be a local market. North Tampa would be a local market. Lakeland, you know, if you've got, you know, if you think you can corner everyone in that area or a good number of people in that area, or especially if you decide to make that you, the area that you live in your, um, the topic or the focus of what you sell. For sure. For sure. So, so who do you want to sell to? It's a niche market of people. It's a very specific group of people or a specific area or a combination of both. Yeah. Um, the next kind of thing, the next basic thing is, is what, how much can you charge them? What do you plan on charging them? Yeah. And how much money will you make each time you charge them? Right. Um, and we'll go into examples below. Um, then, uh, uh, then the next step is, so now that you know what you're going to charge them and how much you make, how many, how many basic shirts do you need to sell just to kind of stay in business? Yep. What's right? your break even? Just what's your break even? Um, and then you should have a goal. How many shirts would you like to be selling a month in a year? Yeah. You know, that, uh, in one year from now, I mean, right. Your and goal is by the, by the time I get to January of 2023, I'd like to be selling this many shirts a month, which is making me about this much money. And the reason why I want to make this much money is because 
X, Y, Z, whatever that goal. And, and after, after you're done with this podcast, um, you know, go back to our other episodes and we'll put some links in, but everything that Mark just mentioned, we've done multiple podcasts about Mm -hmm. how to choose a niche market. We just, you know, we did 2020 planning, you know, which is, is three episodes. Um, we've done ROI and how to make money, uh, things like that. So, you know, once you go through the rough outline of this basic plan right here, like Mark just said, then you've got plenty of backup material that you can, you can listen to as well. Great. No, thanks. And great point on that. Um, so we'll just do an example quick, just a simple one, right? So yep. the example niche market is local car and motorcycle clubs, members, the organizations, retail stores, et cetera. All right. Yes. So that's, that's kind of your, your local niche market. It's, it's surrounding the automotive industry and enthusiasts and everything that goes around that. Okay. Uh, you're going to sell shirts for about $20. That's your plan. You're going to have designs you sell and you're going to do some custom designs and you're hoping to sell them for 20 and that they're going to cost you about 10 between all your costs across the board to make this shirt. Um, you do some math and you say, I have to sell 50 shirts a month to pay for some basic stuff. Right. So that's like, I need to, I need to profit about 500 bucks and that's going to pay for um, my machine payment and maybe some basic business costs like my uh, Outlook subscription or my Gmail subscription. Um, Take the $120 state fee and divide that by 12, 10 bucks a month is, is your state fees. Um, Just some little basic things like that. Like this is just so I can like hover and live without dipping into um, any any saved money or any credit cards or debts or anything like that. Um, I think that's a nice, simple way to do some math, especially when you're a startup, when you're like a startup with a t-shirt printer and some t-shirts and a smile, you know? Yep. Um, and, then, uh, and then you should have your goal. Your goal might be to get up to 300 shirts a month, right? Yep. And that means that you're gonna make three grand a month uh, in profit and, and, and you've got specific plans on why that's your goal, right? Um, and then uh, last is just a little bit of that goal of how you're going to do it. You're going to sell to the local clubs and their members. And then you're also going to hope to catch referrals through that group for maybe their businesses or events or birthday parties or whatever it might be. And that, that's so that's your basic plan. Simple. That's great. I really, right. I really like that. I think everybody should do that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and Good I don't problem. think that, and, and, and that plan I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a million holes in it, but it's not, it's, it's just a guide, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just a direction. Plus, of plus you're all going to do it out there. Like it's simple yeah. enough. It's four things, you know, five yeah. things, everybody listening to the podcast that's at all serious is going to actually do this mm-hmm. as opposed to fill out the lengthy online business planning forms, you know, yeah. so. Which I've tried to do and just there. I would, I always just feel that they're not for your business. They never yeah. are. They're always right. for something else. There's always some question there you don't know an answer to, or it doesn't make sense. And then you get stuck and you're in a rabbit hole, Google searching, you know, have a basic plan to start. And then as you write that down, you'll, you'll know what other questions pop up in your head. And then you answer those questions and you yeah. let it keep going through and you live and you learn. But if you've got a basic plan, you can get going. Number one rule. Simple yep. plan at minimum. Um, and I like next? that because, yeah, because once you're once you're done with that, then you move on to the logical ne- next step. 
Now you're going to try to find the right printer. Yes. And equipment, accessories and supplies and company to deal with that, that will feed that plan. So you know what you have to do. Mm -hmm. You understand that there's not just a box of success that's going to show up on a pallet. Right. So you're going to pick <laughs> what goes in that box to help yeah. inform that success that you just mapped out. So, so what you said, actually, just it segues. Are you just have you been practicing segueing? No. You know what? Um, I've, I've been on one of those. I can't work it. I don't know. You got to <laughs> lean forward or backwards. I'm not sure. What's yeah. Happening. Yeah. Did the guy who invented the Segway like fall off a mountain on his Segway or something? I don't, Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. I do know that the, that the Atkins diet guy died of a heart attack. Yeah. So, so, you know. The world's irony. Pretty interesting. I don't know if it's irony. irony. I'll have to ask Alanis Morissette if it's irony or not. <laughs> um, or or okay. one of my professors. Back, All to, right. back to work. Anyways, so anyway. a good good segue is, and and I wrote it differently, but you inspired another thought. It would be absolutely silly to go buy a, a vehicle for my business before I had any idea what my business was. Right. That would be silly, right? Because if you bought a Corvette and then turned out you are doing general contracting like flooring and tiles and drywall, <laughs> it would be silly to have a Corvette with a tow hitch on it and try to just try to bring around all your supplies on that. Yes. It, it, it would, it's just not built for that. It's not designed for that. It's inconvenient. There's just a lot of different ways. I don't even, I mean, do they make a tow hitch? They probably do, but that would look silly. They shouldn't. <laughs> I know. I know they shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't. Right. Um, and it also might be silly to buy a Chevy 2,500 diesel truck for um, uh, like uh, Instacart. Or grocery. Delivery. I was just going to say delivering small packages. <laughs> that would be small. That would be that would just seem silly. It'd be very <laughs> inconvenient and hard and expensive for when you probably should have maybe a little electric car or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So the question, what I originally kind of thought was, people ask, "What's the best printer?" Yeah. And that's not the right question. Um. What's the best printer for your business or for my business? Yeah, because really right. both the both the Chevy Corvette and that truck are excellent, amazing vehicles. Amazing, they're both, and they do both great amazing. at what they do. It's just the wrong application, and there are a lot of great printers out there that do a lot of different things, but none of them do. Although the digital the white toner printer is close, yeah, um, none of them do everything the way you will want it to do in the way you want it to do for the price that you want to do it with. Yes. And, and the vehicle example, there's no such vehicle that can tow anything is the best in gas looks awesome is good for fitting in small spaces, you know, and can carry lots of people and things. Right. So like, there's no vehicle that's all of that. Right. Of, right. Of, of, you can maybe make a van go super fast, but the gas mileage might be terrible on it. Like there's always yeah, yeah, yeah. takes and this stuff. Got it. So, um, so what are your options for your printer? Right. Um, and you mentioned earlier, um, digital heat effects. Yeah. Right. So when we talk about printers, um, there's models of printers 
And then there is your, the complete printing system, mm -hmm. right? And so what does that mean? Um, the a complete printing system, like the digital heat effects system is a physical printer, software, paper, and toner that's kind of all put together on purpose designed to work together in conjunction mm -hmm. with itself. That's your system, right? So, so what I'm thinking about with this is you should, not only should you be asking what's the right, you know, printer for you, but you're, you want to look at your, we need to look at the entire system, which it's is kind of what we've built. Right. And, and, you know, I, I don't want to leave out, I'm not sure if we'll get to it later on, but part of that system is also the soft cost of training and technical support. Okay. Yeah. Great. You know, because the, mm -hmm. because, because you can buy just a, you know, like, let's say you've never driven a vehicle before. You don't know anything about that. Yeah. Someone will sell you a car. <laughs> yeah. Right. But not include, not, but not tell you how to work it, you know, tell you that you need gas and oil and how often you have to do that and be there when the vehicle breaks down. So, um, you know, you, you do need that training and support to go with it. Yeah. And, and if the truck example, you can buy a truck that can tow something and you can buy a trailer, but they don't provide the license or the training that you need because sometimes you need a special license for that. Yeah. 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 Right I wish now, there is, there's no special license for t-shirt printing. Right. Okay. And maybe we, we should, we should work on that. We should work on one. There isn't okay. one. Um, and there's also no law. So, right. So the, the car example, does break here a little bit, right? Because you're forced to do that. You can't drive that on the road without repercussions, without that license, right? You know, license... We we, then, then we should have started with a boat because you yeah. don't need anything but a, <laughs> but a six pack and a cooler to pilot a boat. <laughs> yeah, you um, need, yeah, you need a good party attitude too. So, so I, uh, I'm going to jump in on the next point that you put Go here. Ahead, yeah. I think it's really important is that... Um, you said that, so these have all been curated by the experts at Coldesi. And I, and I want to emphasize that the bundles, the collection of everything that Mark Vila just, just detailed, the paper, the software, the settings in, inside the software that comes with it, the, um, the procedures on how to use it, the processes on bringing the graphics, the training on how to do everything, the support from people that um, know what they're doing and, and have worked with the material, not just printer technici technicians, curated is really a great word because we've gone out into the world and done and found all these things so you don't have to um, go through the trial and error that we did. You know, how many different types of paper did we go through you know, when we first started selling white toner printers to, um, you know, to get great looking prints that peeled well, you know, and, you know, figured out the amount of white toner that should be applied and made the software ma maker of Print Optimizer um, install that as presets. You know, we've gone all through this stuff where you would just have a collection of boxes from eight different vendors trying to put it all together. Yeah. Uh, and, and further from that is, is the, the custom making of these things too. Right. So, so you're, 
Adobe comes with a, or, or Corel come with a print driver that can manage printers. Yes. And it's universal for all printers. You can make adjustments and saturation and positioning and all that stuff. And that kind of just comes with Adobe. You plug a printer in and it works, right? Um, however, that's not, that's not how this system is built. This system was built where software engineers went specifically to this printer and, and did specific things. Then they got the paper and they printed on it and chemists look at, looked at what happened there. And then the software engineers went and then the paper chemists. And it's just this full circle of all the stuff working together. So, so what's being created is specifically created for this kind of curated system mm-hmm. put together. Um, that it's not just about, well, let me find paper out there and let me find a printer out there and let me find software out there. You will find I, different, and, yeah, the, you'll not, you'll not find anything that's curated together. And, and I'm just going to mention, I'm just going to throw heat presses into the mix. Yeah, for sure. Because while it is, while it is a separate machine and we'll talk about it later, it is required and it also, it is also curated very specifically, mm-hmm. you know, to, for best results. So, so now that we've said all that, um, uh, there, there's various models of printers and I think really, I think really, um, honestly, if we talk about them all, it's boring and it's a sales pitch. Um, we wrote an article which kind of inspired this. So, um, it'll be in the show notes. If you go to customerapparelstartups.com and you uh, find this episode, what you need to start a white toner printing business, um, that's one way to do it, right? Uh, and then if you click on there, you'll we'll have a link to this article. That's one way to find it. Um, yep. Or you can go to digitalheateffects.com, fx.com, um, and you can read about them too. But there's there's models of printers and brands of printers that are all part of the digital heat effect system. Do you want to, do we want to go through any of them or just, I think, you know, I, I think what, what I'd like to do is just kind of um, talk about why there are different models and that there are differences. Okay, good. So the reason that we talk about, you know, whatever the current price range is when you're listening to this of white toner printers between four and $15,000 or, or whatever it is, the reason there's got, it's got that big of a range is because there are, differences in the physical printers themselves. Some we offer has, uh, you know, has kind of a prints on eight and a half by 11 inch paper, like your home printer. Some prints on 11 by 17 paper. The difference is surprisingly large between those two, even though they're easy to say. Some, Some are bigger in print on 13 by 19 paper, some have optional toners, so you can switch out for, you know, special special colors or materials or whatever. And some um, some of them come with black toner as well. So you have white and black toner, not just the white. Mm-hmm. So there's a variety of different sizes and configurations in the white toner printer digital heat effects family that is responsible for a range of prices, which is. Why, if you've seen, and a lot of people have seen our digital heat effects ads on Facebook or Instagram or read articles or things like that, when we give a price range, it can be very frustrating for some of you. And maybe why you're listening to this episode 
And I hope you understand it's because you're making different decisions and picking a printer based on that, that short business plan that Mark Vila described earlier. You know, you're going to pick the printer that fulfills that plan. And those, those printers range, have a huge range, mm-hmm. you know, between the, the least expensive and the most. And, and inside each one of those printers, there are different bundles that you can get. You know, do you want, if your business plan calls for being able to do hats, you're going to spend an extra $700 on a hat press. If your business plan calls for a variety of other things, there are equally large components that you're going to need to add or subtract. So without getting into model specifics, because it almost doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you should go to that pages that Mark Fila mentioned. Just realize that there is a difference in the printers as far as size and some configuration. They all do fundamentally the same thing, but it's different enough that you have to work your plan first before you pick the right one. Yes. And and what we're and the other thing we're gonna do is you may be listening to this episode sometime in the future where there's a new model or an old another model's discontinued or another model they can't make a chip for it and it's disappeared off the earth i don't know i mean where you never you just you can't know and i would uh i would hate to do a disservice by mentioning some things and getting deep into it to turn out it's something that there's something brand new out there that's not even on the list or something old so this does also give this episode um uh some longevity as well but there's a lot of information on the different models of printers and i really think it's also important to um budget is a part of the plan yeah. which which we didn't mention earlier specifically but it really might <coughs> just be this this is the money i have this is the money i'm prepared to part with this is the risk i'm willing to take these are the these are this is the money i'm willing to risk this is what my credit will allow me to borrow right there's 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 a bubble of limitations for financial too. So that's a part of this decision-making process too. The best thing you could do is read about them and then talk to somebody who knows about them. And, which is us. Yeah. Which is us, which is Coldesi. Talk to, talk to Coldesi, one of the reps, and their job is all day analyzing people's business needs and what they're looking for and fi- telling them which printer or printers are good. So I'm, I'm not, so I'm not going to do a commercial, but I have heard that Coldesi is the number one seller of white toner printers for the apparel marketplace in the world and has been for years and has put the most people in business. So we have the most experience in matching people with their business idea to the right printer. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a bunch of different models too, which is something to be said. Um, versus, uh, if somebody has one thing to sell you, they will sell you that one thing, right? (laughs) Like it, 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 and for the most part, they have one thing to sell you. That's the one thing they will sell you. If they have a bunch of things to sell you, then it becomes a little bit of which one of these things do I match with this customer? And that's, that's what, and we, and we sell everything. So, um, so let's 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 get back to talking about um, what you need. Yeah, to start a white toner printer business. So now you've got a plan and a printer. Yep. Okay. So next uh, is software. 
Mm-hmm. Um, software is extremely important, um, more important than you would even think, right? Because because you can go on the internet and somebody will say, yeah, you can take one of those printers and print directly from Corel. And you can. And you can. And then I'm going to tell you that you're going to be sad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're going to be sad. Um, why, you know, I'll just mention a bunch of different things it can do. So, so this right here is a list of things that the software can do and why you want it. And I think it just sums it all up together. Okay. And the the software that we're specifically talking about is called print optimizer. That Mm -hmm. is the, that is the name and the brand of, of software. Um, if you care to Google your life away, it's a rip software. Uh, the generic term, and, and you can learn more about that because it's an established kind of software tool that improves the relationship between what you see on your screen to what prints out. Yeah, that's that's a great, it's great. Actually, that's such an intellectual way of describing that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't have a beard to stroke, but I, I'm doing my best. But uh, what's really important about that is there's, well, there's two things and we'll just list, I'll list off some things, but there's yep. two things that you mentioned uh, that we've mentioned before this. And that's um, that, that the software is um, curated as part of the system. Right. So you mentioned it being like a rip software, which which it is. That's what all of these softwares are that control printers. They're they're image processing softwares. But um, Print Optimizer specifically was the paper and the printer and each model printer and each model of paper was all programmed together with Print Optimizer that if you were to take printer and a different paper and a different software and print, it is going to physically look different than if you add print optimizer with the paper and printer that goes with it. And feel different and wash different yeah. and cost and a different amount. Yes, all of those things. So yeah. so this is print optimizer optimizes your print in the name. Um, yeah. It can control how much white toner you put down. So putting down less costs you less. It's lighter weight, right? Um, Putting down more might make it bolder or brighter. Those are all options that you might want to be able to control. You can add effects like rasterizing effects automatically. So you can put in dots and stripes and remove out certain colors and things like that, which reduces costs in the feel. Um, You can manage your system, right? You have different paper, different materials you're going to print on. You can preset it all in there. So you click a button and it's the right way to go. Um, You can control colors. um, You can control saturation and all other types of printing effects. Um, You can use specialty papers and it will automatically convert your art to using specialty paper like metallic or neon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last is, is color removal automatically, right? So you don't have to go back to art every time you're switching between a black shirt and a red shirt. You can knock out the black or knock out the red in the art, use less toner, the print prints cheaper, feels better, everything. So, I mean, these are all things that the, that print optimizer specifically software will do in and, and in a curated environment. Uh, yeah, and and I just want to point out one thing about the control color saturation and other print effects, because you know another comment that you hear um, is about the the color of the shirt 
the print on the shirt doesn't match what I see on my computer screen. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're trying to match something on your computer screen, like a company logo that you've never seen or something like that, you know, you're going to use the color controls inside of print optimizer to try to tweak it after it's printed. You can see what it's actually like. And that's the kind of adjustments that you're going to make in each of the categories that Mark Fila just went through. Yeah. And all that stuff is, is incredibly important to have control over. It's stuff that um, our support and, uh, and technical folks deal with every day when they're on the phone, on the phone with people, because they're someone is trying to get a, something very specific on a t-shirt and you're not printing on a piece of paper, you're printing on a t-shirt and uh, t-shirts come in different colors and, and, and all this stuff. And generally speaking, like it's, it's not the same as when you print on paper at home. When you print on paper at home, you print on white every time. And if yeah. you print on pink paper, the image does not look good. I mean, that, which is why like flyers that are in colors are usually just like yep. all black ink. You, you know what? I think the most important thing for everybody to remember about Print Optimizer, though, is you don't create anything in it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Good you point. bring in an image and then you manipulate it and change it and make it work make it look beautiful with the printer. You can multiply it so you can gang print small logos on one sheet, a lot of amazing tools, but you don't type in any text. You don't draw any lines. You don't make any pictures. So um, we'll talk about what you need to do that in a minute. Print optimizer is not it. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's a great, great, great point. I love that. Um, and this is, this is like your printer management software. It's business management software. You can, you can save exact settings how you printed for a customer, including how many you printed on a sheet and have that in a file. And then you can recreate that, you know, in a single step, you know, so it's, it's really remarkable how important this is and essential this is to, to the point where, um, some time ago, uh, Coldesi just stopped selling printers without software period. Because it was it's that important. It's that important. Because people are unhappy. Because people were unhappy. Everyone who bought it was not happy with like, it. Why does it work right? It does work right. The, per- yeah. the printer's working perfectly fine. Yeah. The printer is printing exactly what it's being told to print. That's yeah. the thing. You know, printers are, you know, uh, printers and embroidery machines and all these things. They're, they don't, they're dumb. They do yeah. exactly what they're told very, very well. And if you yeah. tell it to do something wrong, it will do it wrong perfectly. <laughs> That's great. Um, so yeah. So what's next on the list? Um, next is um, heat press, a heat press machine. Hot topic. Mm-hmm. It's a hot topic when it comes to white toner printing because um, part of making a t-shirt transfer with white toner is um, often, not always, it's often mm-hmm. marrying in a heat press a couple of different uh, sheets, your transfer, and then a sheet with the adhesive on it. And you use that same heat press to adhere the shirt transfer onto the shirt or other material that you're going to put it on. Mm-hmm. And a good heat press matters significantly with this process. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the other, so, so you can consider one of the things that you need to start a white toner printing business is an excellent heat press, not a craft press from Amazon. 
Yeah. Right. That's the, the wrong tool for the job. Yeah. And it's probably not a heat press that you may have had for 10 years. Right. Probably. I'm just going to say probably, right. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm gonna try to not uh, speak in absolutes, but you're going to say, say it's not, you can say he's probably gonna, that's fine. <laughs> but, but, need a heat press. yeah. And, and if the bottom line though, really is though, if you get a cheap press, or you try to use a heat press that's not meant for this process, you're going to be frustrated. It's going to hinder the success of your business. You're going to be unhappy and you're going to be cursing at everyone that you know and blaming everybody else because it's not your but fault. There, and there, and there are, there are reasons we're not making this up. Yeah. Right. There well, are let's reasons. Let's go through them then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so first and foremost, um, even temperature, right? We'll go back and forth between the reasons. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay, so even temperature, right? Um, cheap heat presses or old heat presses, um, specifically, those are kind of just the two categories to consider. Will ha- can have hot spots. One area is hotter than another, um, and if you are heating one area of a transfer hotter than another area of your transfer, the probability of that transfer um, adhering to the shirt and looking the way you want is particularly low, because yeah. a lot of this stuff is exact type of science stuff. Um, so even temperatures is, is a key. Right. So, and the next is, and, and the reason that the next is having an even pressure mm-hmm. for the same reasons, because the, the way you make a good quality transfer, that's going to last a long time, uh, that's going to peel properly, etc., is, is that you heat and press consistently them together, the two sheets together and heat and press with consistent temperature and pressure on the garment that you're adhering it to. So if it, if it's not pressing as hard in the bottom right-hand corner of the design, then the bottom right-hand corner of the design might peel. It might come off when you first make the shirt. It might come off the first time it's washed. Um, If it comes off the first time it's washed, then you, then you won't know. Your customer will tell you. Yeah. So the, the thing with even temperature and even pressure is it's more expensive to make that. The cheaper heat presses, they have heating elements that are kind of like centered around the middle of the platen. So the edges are cooler normally. Um, and the, the pressure is all in the middle as well. So like one of the, you know, there might be a corner that doesn't have as much pressure as the rest. You know, so this can significantly affect the, the quality of the, the end garment that you're making, the custom t-shirt that you're making. Yeah. So even temperature, even pressure, vitally important. And what you use for your cricket right now may or may not work. Yeah. And you know, another good thing thinking about that is also just the actual manufacturing, like how straight is the metal that they cut? Yeah. There you press. go. If it's warped and stuff like that, that's uneven areas. So, so it costs, uh, I don't think it's any secret that it costs more money to make something perfect in shape than it does to make it imperfect, right? I mean, yeah. that's like basic concept. So um, a pressure gauge while we're talking about pressure is really important too. You've just got to know what the pressure is. You have to know a specific number and how to measure it. This way you can replicate it next time. Yep. Um, and then the same with temperature, right? A temperature gauge too. Um, yeah, I mean, if you, th- if you think about you using an iron, you know, um, there's a difference in an iron. If like, you know, an iron you set to number four, yeah. you, you know, you set, you set to, and, and it, 
you wool. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's not that it's it's kind of not the same with um, the complexity in a heat press as a big iron. Is not only do you have to make sure that the the temperature is the is the same, you have to make sure that you can measure it mm-hmm. to make sure it's the same, and the same goes for pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's one last thing we wrote here, um, which is optional but I just think it's really important. Okay. Um, you want to be able to, you want the heat for, from the heat pass to be able to move away from you while you're working. This is 250, 350 degrees. Um, if the, you want, and you're going to be putting things on shirts, peeling things, you're going to be working in this area. If you can take the heat and move it away from you on the heat press, it's much easier to work there. You're less likely to burn yourself. You're not standing in front of an oven Um, and heat presses that swing away or pull out things like that. um, Get you away from the heat while you're working. Right. And that that's as opposed to there's there, there's two different kinds of heat presses. Um, The more typical one and usually the less expensive is called the clamshell. And that opens like a clamshell with the top part is the hot part and moves away from you past your face when you lift it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're working, your hands are exposed to the heat of that. Um, and uh, with a pullout drawer or, or a um, swing away, you know, basically the top, the hot part lifts straight up and then moves. And it stays low to low to the shirt level and you just move it out of the way. Um, so your hands aren't exposed and frankly, it lends itself to more even pressure and temperature as well. Yeah. And you're just not working under it, you know, yeah. in a clamshell, you're working, you know, under the heat physically. I mean, the heat is above your head and your arms where when, yeah. when you have a swing away or one with a drawer, the heat is, is now away from you. It's three, four feet away, whatever it might be. Yep. Um, so, uh, and then the next one is just a size of a 16 by 20 heat press. Yeah, um, I li- I mean it's listed as optional because technically you could get a smaller printer with a smaller press, and it's fine, and and you have enough, um, but you lose out in efficiency. You can't print on anything that's you know eleven by seventeen or eleven point eight by nineteen or thirteen by nineteen. Those will all fit in a sixteen by twenty press. If you get a right. small heat press. Um, you're going to be limited to smaller print sizes, and you're also just going to have reduced efficiency in general. Yeah, and I, I would say your your um, your business is probably going to grow. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why the most popular T-shirt press that we sell, all of them are 16 by 20. Yeah, yeah. There's you know, very small that, that's, percentage. That's the optimal size. Yeah, very small percentage that are less than that for very specific reasons usually so 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 the if you think about these reasons and you're talking to to one of us or any expert in white toner printing um, you know you're going to say thing you're going to ask the question can i use my own heat press and the person you're talking to is going to qualify their answer they're going to say sure you can probably use your own heat press we can't guarantee the results we can't guarantee it's going to be consistent because I'm sure you don't know whether or not you have even pressure, whether or not the temperature gauge corresponds to what the temperature is, is actually, um, if the pressure is right. You know, so we support and we do all of our testing on the heat press that we recommend. Mm-hmm. 
and and there's a list of, of presses that are approved and such and there's more most popular and you you may already own that which right. is great some people call which is up fine. can i use my heat press yes we recommend these options i have that one yeah splendid right but if you but if you decide if you decide to um to buy a digital heat effects system or another white toner printer um and you have your own heat press that you've been using for years it's been fine on your vinyl or whatever process yeah. that you're using and you decide to risk it don't get mad at us because mm-hmm. we can guarantee that the that um we educated you we even put it in the in the paperwork when mm-hmm. we send quotes into our sales documents that we have recommended the following heat presses for optimal results. So um, it's, it's a serious and important part of, you know, what it takes to run a, and be successful in a white toner printer business. Yeah. And the, the same right would be say of like, if you had a DTG printer, I'd have the same conversation with the different recommendations. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. So, so this is this is common stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're doing vinyl, it's probably going to be the most forgiving on your heat press, which is why a cheap heat press might work fine for doing a lot of hobby vinyl stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. a thick amount of glue, and and you jam a ton of pressure on it, and 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 it'll stick. You know, but when you get into different systems like like white toner printing or, or DTG that I just mentioned, um, the critical diff- the critical things that we mentioned above are are um or before this are, are significantly more important yep um so next we've got um you need paper so let's let's go into let's by, by into paper your, we don't mean actual paper yeah it's not real paper right not paper <laughs> it's right. not it, even paper. it's tra- it's it's transfer stuff yeah <coughs> it's paper it's shaped it's, and it kind of feels like paper <laughs> right paper ish it's paper ish like um, and, but you call it paper because to say paper-ish and that whole explanation we just said is just a lot of waste of time when you're going to order it. Yeah. I mean, we just long. wasted like 15, 30 seconds. <laughs> on that. So here we go. I mean, like if you want, if you have a race, a race car uses really good tires and really good gas or the car doesn't work well, they lose as a race. Um, if a good chef that's making chocolate cake is using good chocolate, you know, you're probably not getting Hershey's, no offense. To Hershey's, but you're probably not getting Hershey's chocolate inside of a fine dining restaurant chocolate cake, right? Okay. Um, and uh, good food is good for your body, right? I mean, your doctor probably told you that. And then you good went chocolate to- cake, yeah, <laughs> chocolate cake was on the list. Good coffee, <laughs> and then you went to McDonald's right after, yeah. Um, but uh, so if you put good paper in your printer, you're going to get good stuff out of it. Better results. Better results, right? And um, if you use poor quality paper, you're going to get a poor quality result. Um, And then, and we're going to talk about specifically um, for the digital heat effect system, easy peel paper. Right. Because you've got to have the right, the right paper for the right system as well. Mm -hmm. Now you're not going to use that high test race car gas when you make your chocolate cake. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a great ingredient. It's just the wrong system. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's not going to work even further. You're not going to use that, that race gas in uh, Honda civic 
that right. you know i mean it's more just, than, not more than once not yeah more than not once. more than once yeah once right so i mean those those are those are important examples to to mention but also it's just it's about fine tuning right because one could say you could put the grade of tires from a cor- that go on a corvette on on a, a luxury vehicle and, the, and it, yep. you could probably put that grade on there and it will drive but you're probably going to lose on features that you bought that luxury vehicle, like how quiet it drives or how, how it handles, how comfortable, yep. things like that. So, so the, the curation of the system, as we mentioned a few times, is with Easy Peel. Easy Peel goes with the printer. Easy Peel goes with the software. It's all been tested together. Yep. Um, I have some facts that I wrote down. Okay. They're facts, I believe. Star, asterisk. <laughs> uh, no, they they are. I'll they are you. facts. You read them, okay? Yep. Color quality is affected by the paper you use. One hundred percent. Even will. even on even on your ancient nineteen nineties home laser printer, black yeah. and white. Mm-hmm. If you put better grade paper in there, you'll get a better quality print out. Yes. And it's it's multiplied with with the white toner. Yeah, absolutely. Just to how it reacts with the polymers and how opaque the polymer is, and the degree of that changes all this other sciencey stuff. And then the software knows this because it's been programmed with that paper to compensate for where it needs compensation. Yep. Um, uh, wrong or bad or cheap paper will will and has we've seen we've we hear it about every time we go in there paper jams fuser damage physical damage to your printer or slowing down of your production can happen with the wrong paper going in your printer and i mean that's just a fact you know i I remember when the support text came at like just so frustrated because they couldn't figure out what this person's problem was they had paper wrapped up around that was something else that they put in there that didn't belong in there. I mean, it's well, just, I mean, just, just when we, when we're, you know, we're always doing our own tests of new paper and different formulations and, you know, batch testing and things like that. I mean, we've damaged printers. Yeah. You know, we've, we've had, we've had Not all me. of these issues by testing some paper and it just turned out to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't break anything. Sure. I mean, I we'll broke an embroidery that. machine once. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, and then how your shirts wash and feel and look in general with the final product you deliver to your customer is affected by what paper you use and how good it is. Um, and it's not, and again, it's not even just the paper, kind of another little asterisk here. It's the software and the entire process in conjunction with that paper. So um, just re- just quality paper is really important for uh, a satisfied business owner and happy customers. Yeah. And when you, when you talk about, you know, like, like Mark had mentioned earlier, you know, what's the best printer or even what's the best white toner printer for my business? Um, you know, we're not saying that the only good quality white toner printer paper is the easy peel brand of paper. Mm-hmm. There are some other decent papers out there they're just not the ones that we optimize the entire rest of the system for. So when you, you know, when you're talking to our support people, you know, they have tested everything with easy peel paper in this situation and this kind of graphic. And if you send them a file to test because you have questions, 
they're going to print it out using print optimizer and using easy mm-hmm. paper. Yep. So everyone is on the same page. Yep. Yep. It's just kind of part of, part of the whole system. Yep. Um, so there's versions of paper, but I think this is maybe another spot to direct, to, to go to the article that, that was yep. written and talk to, talk to some experts, because depending on the printer version you have, you, you may have different paper options and, and uh, there's some things to be discussed about that. Right. And I'll, I'll just, I'll just say it real quick. There are, there is regular paper we call two-step. This is referred to as two-step. There's one-step paper and there's hard surface paper. Each one of them are different and you can get all the information in the notes. Yeah, that's great. Great. And so, which, and the hard surface does imply you can do more than just t-shirts. So, but, it, but it's all, it's first name is all easy peel. Easy peel. Right. Great. That's a brand. Right. Yep. Um, so, and there's some other, while we're listing things you need, you know, yes, uh, please. there's a little short list of things you could uh, research and find out why you want them or talk to your uh, rep about them. But um, you're going to need things to finish your press, like finishing sheets or silicone sheets, things like that. Um, you're going to need, you're probably going to want to invest in something to test your heat press every once in a while. You can buy heat press strips the heat. and, and right. the actual heat that comes out. Take of its it. temperature. Temperature. It's a, it's a good ex- thing, accessory to have. Uh, you might want a mug or a hat press because you're going to do mm-hmm. mugs or hats. Yeah, um, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, you may want also other heat press accessories like uh, pillows and platens and things like that for printing on different things of different sizes. So it's a lot easier to put a, a baby onesie on a platen that fits it really well than to try to uh, print it on a really large platen where maybe buttons or something like that are going to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we've got paper next on the list, we have two things left on the list. So, um, two things. So, so this minutes. isn't a three hour episode. We may have to run through them a little faster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two things, 10 minutes. And I think we're good. Um, so, so next what's next. Next is, next is, uh, shirts. If you're going to, if you're going to be in the t-shirt business, you need blank shirts mm-hmm. and you do not want to go down to your local shirt store like Walmart or target or anything like that and source your shirts that way. Right. You um, you're going to get the quality of the shirt that you print on is just like the quality of the paper, the quality of the toner, the quality of the the heat press. It's part of the system. You could have everything else is awesome. Mm -hmm. And if you buy a crappy shirt, you know, um, that twist is twisted or has terrible material or falls apart by itself in the wash you're not going to have a great result. Yeah. Yeah. If you use cheap shirts, your end result is going to look and act cheap period. Yep. That's it. You know, if you use the cheapest shirt you can buy, you should expect the cheapest outcome and quality that you can get or less. And this, this doesn't even, this is just in general for the business. Okay. Um, If you want to use, if you want to sell shirts that people are impressed by, you should use, t-shirts that impress you and then yeah. impress them too. There, there you go. And, you know. and a good t-shirt is going to, um, it's going to look better. Your design is going to look better. Yes. Um, it's going to wash better. It's going to last longer. You know, it's going to hold up better. Um, you'll get more referrals and more re- repeat business with a really good quality shirt. 
And there's enough profit in there for you to afford to do that, you know, in almost every circumstance. Yeah. Um, and luckily, you know, we've, we've curated a bit of that too. So we can recommend the right blanks. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I have a system, here's a surefire way to make sure you're using the right blanks. Okay. So simple, not even hard at all. <laughs> okay, go. So go, you go online and you, uh, where you buy your shirts, hopefully you buy some shirts at colemanandcompany.com because we've got yep. blanks there. Um, but you go to a place where you can, re- where you can reliably buy shirts and go back and buy them again. You pick styles that you seem to match a little bit of everything that you're looking for, for your niche, for your business. Uh, pick a bunch of them, buy them, um, print some stuff on them, wash them, wear them, check them, hand out, them out, hand them out, ask people's opinion. Um, then you pick the ones that work best for your business based on all those factors, the price, the way it feels, the way it looks, the style of the shirt, the cut of the shirt, how it fits your customer base. Does it come in 6XL because you have customers that are 6XL? Does it come in uh, children's sizes because you have children there? I don't know. This is you. Um, right. uh, then, uh, and then you sell those shirts. And then in the end, you also, you tell your customers how to take care of them. That's the last bit, right? Yeah. Um, and that's and, how you pick your shirts. You know, you pick and the don't, right don't forget to Don't forget to go back and, and, and look at your answer to the, um, uh, what is it? Who do you plan to sell to? Who do you plan to sell to? Yeah. Who do you plan to sell to? Do you plan to sell, um, you know, to a football team? Nothing yeah. about football teams. You might, you might want to work out larger sizes. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. You know, if right? you're selling to daycares, you might, you might look at the tiny ones. And know, just, and yeah. And it's got to look and feel right and, and wash well. And, and yeah, we have recommendations. Of course, there's like 10,000 shirts out there. Yeah. And what one one guy was upset that we didn't test all of them. That's what he had said to me. And I was just like, I don't even know how to like how to respond. I don't, to I don't know there's where a, to get all of them. There's a yeah, exactly. I need, and there's a new shirt and a new there's a new shirt and a new shirt that gets discontinued like every day. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. so so you find the stuff and you and you move around and 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 you you find different options for you and your customers and 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 that's it. It's not hard. If the first thing you do is order two 200 of a shirt you've never seen before and print on it, that's a risk. You have, you run a risk that, that, that you took, that you, that took. you yeah. took. Yeah. So, um, so now that we know shirts are really important, it's just yep. as important as the paper, just as important as the printer and the software. These are all yes. links in a chain and every link has to be strong. And then there's one last one. Yeah. Now this is, this is, I'm going to say garbage in, garbage out, just because I, I feel like I have to whenever you talk about <laughs> graphics and artwork. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I'm compelled. That's all I'm going to say. Um, the, the system that we've talked about so far does not have designs built into the printer. So, so it's not, it doesn't work by telepathy. And, and artwork is not free. So if that, if that answers all of the questions that I've seen online, you know, like I, I bought this whole system and I didn't realize I would have to do my own artwork. You know, I didn't realize I would have to create graphics. Um, you do. Um, and you can't use, or you, it's illegal to use, let me say that, um, stuff that you just, 
like you, you can't really be a fan of the Giants for obvious reasons, but you also can't be a fan of the Giants and then print Giants logos on everything and base your business on that. You can't be a Disney fan and print Disney stuff um, and sell it online. They have SWAT teams that will come after you, right? <laughs> so you, you have to really either be prepared to um, have your create, learn how to create or already be creating your own great artwork or only deal in artwork that your customer presents to you or hire it out. You know, realize that you're in the t-shirt printing business, you're not in the graphic arts business and find somebody that does graphic arts to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's great. And I think just the, the thing to repeat is um, hopefully the one person that needs to hear this is hearing it. And it, I hope and so. There's not a specific person, by the way. I'm not. No, there's several specific, of you. But there's somebody there's in the many future. of you. There's many. Bad art is going to frustrate you. Bad art is going to affect your business. Bad art is going to make your printer look bad. Bad art is going to print shirts that don't look good, that don't feel good, that don't wash well, that don't wear well. Bad art is going to be everything that drives you insane if you don't have a solution to it. If, I mean, yes, you can take anything on the internet and print it on a t-shirt. You can, you can take a picture of an Excel spreadsheet and send it to your printer through Print Optimizer, I would say. We should try and, that and print it on a shirt. It would do it because it's a pic picture from a phone. I printed yeah. a picture from the yeah. phone. Um, however, maybe there is a, uh, maybe it was at a park and there's a dog going, doing his business in the background. Does the customer want that on the shirt? Probably not. Maybe, I mean, but probably not because it was, it was the first, it was the first time they ever kissed. And it was being put on a shirt. They don't want a dog doing business in the background. Oh, so you have to. I, 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 I thought that I thought you were still talking about the Excel spreadsheet. I was wondering where the dog is. Like, are you outside on your laptop? There's. <laughs> so, you know. Um, so anyway, yeah. I mean, so so saying that, um, you're gonna have to cut, maybe cut a background out or blur something or add text or remove text. Like there's basic things. So there, uh, you mentioned some before, but we can wrap up with really just the three solutions for art. Yes. Right. And, and what, okay. all right. You learn graphic arts because you want to, and it's part of your business plan. This means you're going to get trained probably more than YouTube videos. Um, you're going to practice a lot. And it's going to take you months of learning and years to perfect. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Like, like, think about that because it is an art and it is graphics, graphic art software using Illustrator or Corel Draw or Photoshop is not simple. Yeah. It is. It is. And, and you have to be just pretty good at seeing that. I have an eye for it too. Yeah. You know? True. That helps That's too. Right. Just some, some natural vision for it. Um, the second thing is you can hire a graphic artist and I mean, like one for your business and, and it can be expensive, but for some businesses, uh, the cost of one employee is not very expensive because mm -hmm. the business can afford it. And, uh, Coldesi has a graphic artist that does art just for marketing department yep. full time. Right. So you might have an artist that works for your business because your business can afford it, et cetera. So great. Perfect. Um, um, or you use a graphics agency 
you use outsource talent that's per job. So yes. you pay as the you pay as the customer needs it. Um, and that has a lot of benefits too. You know, you charge a customer 50 bucks, you can give a graphic artist 50 bucks, you know, done. Worth it. Worth it. Um, Worth it. and at Coldesi, we have a graphic art service, coldesigraphics.com. So and, and, and we added that specifically because of all the things that we've talked about with graphics already is yeah, you know, there are people that um think that part of starting a white toner printer business is learning how to do design. And they think it, it it's probably simpler than it is, or they don't have a good idea of, of what that process is like and realize it's an expertise. Mm-hmm. So they get a little upset yeah. because they thought it would be easier because we make it look easy. We never create our own artwork. Marfil and I are rarely sitting around. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. I mean, and never, and we try to talk about it as much as we can too. I don't claim to be a graphic artist. I can do some things. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, I can do some things that are, I think, basic skills, like adding some text and stuff like that, you know, or or doing whatever. It doesn't matter what they are. But but when we, but when we get, and, and really kind of, this was an answer to our, to our issues as well when we want graphics done and that's that's for embroidery as well you know digitizing mm-hmm. when we want graphics done we go to coldesi graphics coldesi-graphics.com um, because that's a team of professionals who do nothing but graphics this is their full-time job they're not t-shirt printers but they know about t-shirt printing and they produce graphics for that yeah, and those graphics really specifically are for um, for printing onto things in general, in general. Like that's what they de- they deal with embroidery and digital printing and transfer UV printing, printing and UV sublimation. Yeah, uh, they that's what they do, right? Which is different than uh, somebody who may be a pro at web graphics, right? So there's also sure. some specificity yeah. um, to that as well, uh, but. But graphics are going, graphics is another key thing. I think all of these things are kind of individual keys to making your business successful and happy and thriving and feeling like you made a good choice. And when we speak with customers who are successful and we ask them about all this stuff, they know, they agree. They will say, yeah, a heat press, the pinnacle to my business. Yeah. I don't even know why when I first started, I tried to save $200 to get a cheaper, to get a cheaper one. You know, it's the pinnacle of my business or, um, or yeah, I mean, my, when I give customers good shirts, they love me. They love it. They love it. And the difference between the good shirt and the bad shirt was like two bucks, a shirt. And it's like, like every customer said I would have paid $2 more for the better shirt, you know, things like that. So, so you need to, to kind of wrap this up. Um, you need a plan, a basic plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you need the right printer that fulfills the need of that plan, the needs of that plan, like the Corvette versus the, you know, the F2500 or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. you need the, you need the right, right. The right printer. You need the software, um, that works the printer properly. That, mm-hmm. that handles the design, that handles the printing process, controls everything about the print so you get a good image. You need the right heat press, a very good quality heat press that is suited to the specific job that you're asking it to do. 
Um, you need you need the right paper that is part of the system that matches with everything else that that you've chosen so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you need a great quality shirt or the right quality and types of shirts for for your audience. And then you need to figure graphics out. You need to have good graphics that's designed the right way for the right use. Yeah. I mean, that's some of the basics right there. And and there's a bunch of business basics and 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 some things and some other podcasts, you know, to be talked about, like an accountant yep. or things like that. But but these are these are a lot of the core things that we hear about that uh, are frustrate people, which is why mm-hmm. we put this episode together. Um, is is just you know, I mean, the lack of lack of a plan, lack of graphics, you know, lack lack of just not understanding why all the te- why none of the customers are happy with the shirt when you bought the cheapest shirt you could buy. I mean, I that. mean, this the sad and the sad part is, is that these are all stoppers. Yeah, yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like these stop your business. These stop you selling something. These stop a job going out. Stops a customer writing you a check. You know, I mean, these are these are the things that will make you successful and missing one will keep you from being successful. Yeah. And, and if you're, if you're in business now um, and you're struggling with one of these things, you know, um, do what you can to fix that problem in a reasonable amount of time, I guess, you know, right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the truth of it. It doesn't mean it's not just like, well, go buy a heat press, you know, cause yeah. that's, I realize that's not always that simple. But now if you're realizing what the problem could be, then set a goal and figure out how are you going to do that? How are you going to fix that issue? You know, how are you going to make it better in the future? And then, you know, every, all that stuff's fixable. Everything in there is great. So I think that, I think that about wraps everything up we wanted to cover today. Yep. The next thing to do, share the podcast, uh, listen to it again, uh, read the notes, look for the links that we put in there, not just to products, but to other related podcasts and articles and things like that. And, uh, and then that's it. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope this has been educational. I hope. Yeah, this has been Mark from Coldessi. And Mark Vila. I thought you were going to say Mark from Coldessi too. Oh, all right. I'll say Mark from Coldessi too. <laughs> all right. You guys have a great business. <laughs> Bye. Woo!